Civilized Barking is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that Brown's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals, sometimes with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app, and they've discovered the fastest, easiest way to get in the game. The GameTime app is simple, quick, easy to navigate, and when you're done, you're done quickly. There's an easy two-tap checkout. Head over to the App Store or the Play Store now, download GameTime, and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. This is Civilized Barking. This is the first, the Browns won a game edition since September. Um, It was not pretty. Right now, that does not matter. I'm Zach Jackson. I'm joined by Jason Lloyd and Pat McManaman. We are on the press level of First Energy Stadium. About an hour or so after the Browns uh, rallied to win 19-16. to um, Jason, let's get to the few beautiful things and many of the ugly things. By um, I just want you to say essentially what you said before we logged on as we were kind of gathering our thoughts, and that's that at no point did you think they were going to win this game. But no chance. here they are. At no point. Before the game, and I, I kind of mentioned this to you, Zach, before the game I thought, I, I thought they were going to win. And then once it started and the fire started burning and the home crowd was booing Baker so loudly that he had to quiet the boos, uh, I thought there was zero chance at any point they were going to win this game, at no point. Uh, even when they scored, you know, Pat and I looked at each other and said, well, Buffalo's got plenty of time. Before they scored, I looked at Pat and said, they're going to turn it over. And 30 seconds later, whatever happened with Baker, fumble slash interception, and Buffalo's running the other way. And I'm like, see, told you, told you. And obviously that was overturned, uh, and the Browns were able to keep possession and win. But, yeah, I mean, hey, it's a big win, a game they had to have, certainly, and, you know, good for them. But <laughs> there's still a lot of dysfunction in this team, and at no point did that feel like a game that they had under control. Pat, let's go with two super cliches. Uh, this was the epitome of it's not about style points. It's just about having more points, right? And in the aftermath of it, as you just came up from the winning locker room, uh, winning is such a wonderful deodorant. Uh, it's the only deodorant, Zach. It's, it's the only thing that can help here. Uh, this is the sideline after the missed field goal on the last play was just incredible to me. I mean, guys were on their knees. They were jumping up and down. They were, you know, setting off fireworks. They were doing, riding merry-go-rounds. I don't know what else they were you doing. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Jets game last year. Well, it also reminded me of a playoff win. I mean, <laughs> that's the way it looked. And I think to them, and I think we all, we all under, underestimate how hard it is to do all this work and to lose. And I think for them, it's that big of a relief. It means that much. Uh, The feeling is that huge. Whether it can be a spark, uh, we'll have to see. I would have to bring up this point, though, that had the game gone the other way, we'd be sitting here talking with a lot of questions about Freddie Kitchen's decisions. Yeah, well, that's pretty standard operating procedure here. We do that Um, every Sunday anyway. (laughs) All right, before everybody turns us off on a Monday morning, let's sprinkle in some positivity. Jason, it's just brief glimpses, but I wrote this and I mean this. In brief glimpses, and specifically in Chubb and Jarvis Landry making the biggest plays, like you're seeing they're on to something. And in these ever so brief glimpses, you're seeing a little bit of what this offense can be. Is that fair? 
Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, it, it as we've watched this season unfold at times, I keep thinking at some point the talent has to win out. Even if the coaching is inept, at some point talent has to win. And the, ta- the Browns have been the more talented team time and time again this year and haven't been able to figure out how to win. And today felt like one of those games where the talent went out. The Browns were the more talented team. And in spite of everything else, they leaned on their talented players and they found a way to figure it out. And let's let's talk about Nick Chubb because this guy's amazing. I think I saw it online. There have been two backs in Browns history to have 900 yards in their first nine games of a season. One of them's named Jim Brown. The other one's Nick Chubb. The guy was incredible today. He's driving piles 10 yards forward. He's he's breaking tackles. He's, he's got speed like a like a big guy shouldn't have. I mean, this, this is a guy who you can hang your hat on in your offense. And, and as far as Jarvis Landry goes, Zach, you make a really good point. I would also say his other really good game was in Baltimore, which was also, I believe, last time they won. Is that correct? That's the yep. last time they won. So yep. maybe they're on to something with him. I mean, that was a great catch he made on that last on the yeah. game-winning drive. Uh, he had to go over his other shoulder. Didn't see it till the last second. That was a tremendous play. Yeah. Well, look, um, this was a blueprint game. When you looked at it, the Bills obviously – had found ways to win. Uh, they had some flaws. They got a pretty good defense. Uh, they got a developing quarterback. They got some playmakers. Nobody, not a lot that anybody really knows uh, around the league or been doing it for a long time at a super high level. But they had a couple of weaknesses. Um, slot coverage, which is Jarvis Landry. Run defense, they've been getting gashed. That's Chubb. I mean, when I finally went back and looked at Chubb's numbers, um, I didn't think he, it was more yards than I thought. Right. It just seemed like four or five, 10 to 12 yard runs. Right. Just guys bouncing off of him. Uh, he has to drive this offense. And, and so salute to him. I thought the Browns, uh, I can't believe that they gave Kareem Hunt as many touches as they actually did, but they got him involved. I think he was a spark for the team. And then, Jason, to sum up this season, we have Rashard Higgins, who a month ago wouldn't go in the game, has not played a meaningful snap or made a play since week one. Down in the first half, down right here in front of us in this end zone that I'm looking at, I don't know why I'm describing it like that because you guys are listening and not seeing, uh, Jarvis gets up from a two-yard catch and is screaming his ass off at Kaderil Hodge. Why is Kaderil Hodge in the game and Higgins isn't in the game? Well, because he did not trust it. But there on the last play, there's Higgins making the touchdown catch, doing the dance, and all is right in the orange and brown universe. I, I, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Antonio Callaway is not active for this game. If Callaway's at, and we can only assume that he did something stupid. And if Callaway's active, Higgins probably isn't even in the game at that moment. So falling up the ladder, figuring things out, you know, working in spite of themselves, whatever it is, it is a bizarre story with Higgins this year. He's hardly been on the field. You know, we wrote on Friday that he declined to go in the game against Seattle. There's still a lot of mystery around that. He refuses to talk about it. And certainly, and he's 100% healthy, and he said he's 100% healthy. And for as few snaps as he's gotten to this point, you have to think that he's in the doghouse for for whether it's the Seattle game or for whatever reason. He just has a hard time getting on the field. And when when they need him the most, though, Baker looked back to the guy that he's got. The, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say he's got more trust in Higgins than he does anybody else, Landry included. He feels, for whatever reason, he's got the rhythm and the connection with, with Richard Higgins. Well, since day one, they have not been able to trust Antonio Callaway. They continue to trust him. Um, at the risk of eating these words later, I feel pretty confident I'm not. It's time to move on from him. Uh, it, it just is. You can't have that stuff. you got to concentrate on who's here and who you got. In the last two weeks, they've played Kaderil Hodge, 
Yeah. Yeah. Who's <laughs> a special teams guy. Um, I think that's for a later podcast, though, Pat. We're, we're talking about this game here. Um, Baker finally got the last drive to go his way. Uh, that You know, the, there's the bizarre play where the Bills apparently scored the touchdown and sucks the energy out of the place. It was pretty clear right away. It should have been ruled incomplete. The very next play is third down. They hit it. And three plays later, uh, they hit the one to Jarvis. I mean, really co- confident Baker, accurate Baker. Uh, I think he just gave Jarvis a play on the one in particular down along the sideline, gave him a chance to make the play, and he makes a spectacular catch. But it was like first quarter and fourth quarter, Baker were the same guy, uh, and he was big for the Browns. And let's, like I said, in the whole grand scheme here, the Browns aren't making the playoffs, barring a miracle. We don't know how this is going to go. It's always something, right? But the quarterback's got to play better. You know, he has to have a strong finish to the season, and maybe – those last five minutes uh, can launch him uh, at least a little bit forward. Well, and it's kind of weird because I think early in the fourth quarter, we looked at each other and said, Baker's got 30 attempts at 177 passing yards. Well, you see what happens when one touchdown is overturned correctly. It was the right ruling on the field. It sh- should have been an incomplete pass from the get-go. So you see what one touchdown does. And really on the Landry pass, I mean, I, I give that to Landry. I don't know about you guys, but I give it more to Landry than Baker. Baker was <clears throat> pressured. He was turning the other way. He just kind of threw it up. Yeah. And in previous games, when he throws it up like that, it hadn't worked out. That one worked out. It did. Uh, Jason, you were you were in there with Baker afterwards. Um, you know, I don't think it's a press conference that we'll all remember. I don't think it's a performance that will go down in history. But his body language was better, right? Uh, obviously, he's happy. And I think – he played well enough to win the game, and that, that's what counts. He didn't look like a Home Alone character. <laughs> so that's a step in the right direction. There will be no viral memes of him this week. Of This is what it looks like to be the Browns quarterback a year and a half later. Uh, yeah, I mean, Baker has been humbled this year. I don't think there's any question about it, just the way that he's carried himself these last few weeks. I think it's fair to say he's never had a stretch like this at any point in his career. I think I mentioned that before. You know, when you walk on it as a freshman – at Texas Tech and win the starting job, you're used to success. And I, I think this is more adversity than he's probably ever had in his life. And his reaction on that touchdown pass kind of summed it up. And again, I keep going back. That win today looked a whole lot to me like the Jets game last year where they were coming off that dreadful losing streak and and the relief and the exaltation or whatever word you want to use. <laughs> no, that's a fine word. Yeah, it, it, was, it was jarring to see of a team, you know, at three and six – first home win of the season to see them celebrating that way. But I can't blame them. It's been a brutal year, given where the expectation level is. You know, I was talking to Jarvis Landry on Friday, and, and Jarvis said when when it's going this way, this is when things get demonstrative. This is when things turn toxic. And I said, well, and he said, it's, we're not there yet. And I said, well, how much longer until it turns toxic? And he wouldn't go there. He's like, can't let it get to that. Got it. We got to turn it around. We have no yeah. choice. And today was certainly a step in that direction. No, I mean, I just feel like this is a better podcast just because they won the stinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pat, before I go to you with this, because you wrote this week in detail about Baker and Odell trying to get on the same page. Um, no sarcasm. The fact that they at least tried to get him the ball early is progress. He, it, the, the the red zone, the all-time brownsiest sequence in history, eight plays and they don't get in. But he, two first downs were because he drew penalties. Uh, he was involved in the offense. Um, you know, I still don't know why he's not more consistent catching it. But when he's involved, this is a better offense, and we know he's the guy that can always spin out a one and take it the distance. 
Odell's line he used over and over and over in the locker room was there's a lot to build off, a lot to build off. Well, you could have said that about the first eight games too, but it's a win, so it feels better. The key thing to me, I mean, 12 targets, only five catches. And he did have, I don't know, you give him one drop? At least. Yeah, you give him at least one drop. And then you had the two pass interference in the uh, end zone. But those are an example of why you throw it to him because you you never know. You might get good things happen. I wouldn't say they found the pairing they need yet, but – if, they, if Odell Beckham feels like it's a step in the right direction and it gets them to where they need to be, then okay. You live with it and you move yeah. on. Hey, guys, it's sweatpants season. The weather's bad. It's cold out there. If you know me, I love a good pair of sweatpants. When you have yours on for the day, maybe you're sick of microwave leftovers, frozen pizza, whatever else is hanging around. Go to DoorDash. It's right there. Easy app. They're all over the place. Restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. You like that? You'll really like DoorDash. Uh, it's quick. It's easy. It connects you to your favorite restaurants in just about any city. Ordering is easy with the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat. It'll be delivered to you pretty quickly. I use it all the time uh, on the road and at home at this time of year. So maximize your sweatpants time. Download the DoorDash app. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BARKING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code BARKING. So again, celebrate by listening to Civilized Barking with some DoorDash. That's promo code BARKING for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Well, at least it was the kind of game um, that we can sit here and go position by position because, hell, we haven't done that (laughs) after a lot of these disasters. So I think we talked about Baker uh, already. You know, he was good enough. And, you know, although Freddie made some interesting decisions, as he tends to do, you know, I, I only recall one time where they got to burn a timeout for a delay, right? Uh, what about with three seconds left in a quarter? Yeah, well, but that, the defense was on the field at that point. But uh, the offensively there, they tried to throw to Odell early. Uh, obviously, Baker made some really good throws. I mean, he got a winning grade, and they won the game. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Jason, uh, this, this is a duo – that can give um, teams a lot of fits. I don't think Kareem Hunt did anything spectacular today. I think, understandably, he's still kind of finding himself and finding his legs. But uh, the Browns trust him. That much is clear. And seven catches, four carries, in addition to Chubb just doing what Chubb does, uh, they're onto something there, and that's a group that, to me, gets an A. Yeah, he can't possibly be in shape. Not in football shape. Not given all the time that he's missed. So I, I'm with you. I was a little bit surprised that he was used as much as he was, ripped off a couple of, of big plays. And, you know, Freddie was joking all week about the the wishbone, and, and they, they ran it. <laughs> they had three in the backfield for at least one snap. And, you know, under different circumstances, I think I'd have a lot more confidence that, hey, this is a real weapon, and they can really catch some teams off guard with this. At, we're at the point now where I got to see it first. I got to see it to believe it. And, you know, going forward, you would think the more he plays, the more Kareem's going to get his legs under him and the more creative they can get with him. First time out, though, certainly impressive. Uh, I just don't want to see it take away from Chubb's carries, from Chubb's touches. And certainly today it did not. And and Nick still ran the ball with authority, like you're saying earlier, moving piles. The way that he can carry defenders is remarkable. I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that's Earl Campbell like what we saw today where he's got three guys on him and he's moving the pile forward three and four yards. You cannot get the ball out of his hands at anyone else's expense. He has to be what drives this offense. I never thought I would say that before the season started that no matter what, don't take the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands, but that's where we're at. No, uh, it is. And look, no offense to Dontrell Hilliard, 
who's a super nice kid, but you see the difference that Kareem Hunt is your number two. Player, oh yeah. You know, and uh, you know, Chubb's got to play again in four days. So he's got to get well, but he's not just a 230 pound guy. Who's fast. He is exceptionally fast and he has incredible balance, Pat. And that's why you see guys bounce off of him. And that's why sometimes you see him get stuck and he kind of gathers himself and still gets those extra yards. And over the course of a game of a drive and over a season, those yards can add up. And the one thing, I, and I do agree with you, you don't want to take carries away from him. He had 20 today. You average that out, 20 a game and 16, 16 games, 320 carries. That would lead the league, I think, in each That's of the that last... St. Ignatius education right there. <laughs> That's right. You didn't get in, did you? Don't hold that against me that you didn't get in. It's not my fault. <laughs> 320 carries for a season would lead the league, I think, in the last five years. So he's getting his touches. He's getting what he should get. They did not take away from him, which is very good. And I think that, you know, that tandem can be very effective. Yeah. Very effective. Look, um, talent's supposed to win out, right? We, we can argue about what John Dorsey's done, and, and we will. There will be a better time for that. But the reason you go get a Kareem Hunt is because the talent's supposed to win out. Right, even though I, he should be out of chances by now, Antonio Callaway is supposed to be, but he, but he's not making any plays. And we've seen uh, Higgins not in the game late in the first half, but he's in there late in the second half because they trust him to make the plays. So it just comes down to that. So again, we talk about the receivers. It's not all there with Odell, but we know what it can be. It is all there with Jarvis. The guy plays his ass off, competes, uh, makes plays. Higgins steps in and makes one play. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with this group. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I hope that they move on from Callaway. I think they need to move on from Callaway. You know, Higgins is a free agent after the year, so that kind of looms over. You've got nothing from Ratley. You've got nothing from Taewon Taylor. You're playing Kadero Hodge. I mean, <laughs> again, getting away from this discussion here. Uh, tight ends. Demetrius Harris, his best game as a Cleveland Brown today. He uh, Baker looked for him early, made a couple of plays, and um, that was big uh, again. You know, I thought after the, they went off the script, Jason, that the offense had its struggles. Buffalo is a pretty good defense. But, you know, what would you ask for? Either Jarvis or Odell to make most of the plays and other guys to make some big ones. And if Higgins makes the huge one and Harris makes a couple, then you're onto that winning formula we talked about. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I have a hard time killing them over the eight shots at the goal line because they, they gave it to Chubb and they were looking yeah. for Odell. Those are the guys that you want them to be looking for, and 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 they did that. It's it's baffling that they had eight shots and couldn't get it in from the two. Yeah. But for the first time, it felt like they were targeting the right people. Baffling. Yeah, <laughs> Is that I know. The understatement of the day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I I don't kill them for going for it. I think at that point you're two and six. What do you got to lose? You're at the one yard line, and you've got someone like Nick Chubb. Try and punch it in. I'm going to disagree with you real quickly here gonna, because you're playing a team that doesn't score a ton of points. So if you take yeah. all the points yeah. you can get, you just pile them up, pile them up, pile them up. Eventually you should have – it should build an advantage. Yeah, I think he botched that. But look, when the story of the season's told about Jermaine Whitehead <laughs> and Antonio Callaway and Higgins refusing to go in the game and all the uniform police and all that stuff, uh, we will say that Chris Hubbard getting a false start saved Freddie from another fourth down <laughs> mess up. Right, that's that's Sashi not sending the facts. <laughs> it's Chris I Hubbard mean, saying, "By God, we need points." I mean, it's it really is. I'm a jump here. We need some points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, like you know, obviously the Browns six plays, seventy five yards to start the game. The Bills come back, get a pass interference. It starts as a track meet, but then right away it devolved into what kind of game? And you thought, like I said, this was always a blueprint game. It was always going to be 
17, 19, 20, 21 was going to win this game for you. And so I believe he should have coached accordingly. But it's a brand new adventure. So from that, in that regard, the reality TV is, is part of it is great. Um, I'm happy for the fans. You know, you're right. They booed. They bitched. Uh, there was a lot of blue here. But at the end, the genuine joy. You can see there, I'm happy for them. There was, it's the first home win. It's November. There was a point in this game where the Browns were winning, and I turned to both of you and said, they are ready to light the torches and burn the fields. Uh-huh. And the Browns were ahead. It was it was a really surreal for a little bit there. It was very surreal. You know, as I said, Baker kind of meant, made reference to it in his post game that he had to quiet the crowd. He had to quiet them from booing. <laughs> they were booing so loud. He had to quiet them down on a fourth down call. It looked like chaos at times. Landry was screaming, let's go for it. We need to go for it. They went for it. Hubbard jumps. They kicked the field goal, which is exactly what they needed. What a day. Well, what this win does is it creates a positive environment for Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it Can creates. Can imagine rolling in here at two yes. and seven? It creates some real excitement, some real. Uh, you know, we beat these guys. It'll create false optimism about the direction I think that this organization right. really headed. Of course. In. But it was always going to be the, the litmus test, right? Are you ready to beat the Steelers? Is your organization ready? And then the Steelers lose Ben, and everybody wants to rip him for the Minka trade. You know, and then the James Conner hasn't been playing. They got rid of Antonio Brown, and that was the right thing to do. And they started the year horribly, and they've been playing better since. So they're in the middle of a game as we record this. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not surprised. It it seems like a grinder just from uh, tracking the score. But this Thursday night is a huge game for the Browns, and I just look forward to the energy in this stadium uh, first and foremost, and then to Baker and all these guys. Are they ready? Those glimpses we saw today. Um, the Steelers are going to know that the ball's going to number 80 and number 24, you know, in the big spots. Are the Browns ready to deliver a performance? Uh, you got to knock these guys out, right? Are they ready to do it at home on national TV? I'm, I'm anxious to see how it goes. Uh, I almost wonder, nice, nice segue there. I almost <laughs> wonder if it's better that they got a Thursday game. I know physically it's not better for anybody. It's not better for Pittsburgh or the Browns, but – you know, you don't have time to sit around and think about all the what could have beens and all we, we should have done. Now you got to turn the page right away and get on to this next game. So if you're going to build on this win, you know, style points, lacking of style points as it was, at least it, I think it's almost better to turn around quickly and get right back out there and do it. And I agree with you. If you're going to do it, you, if you're going to even com- hope to compete for the division, which is a long shot, you got to beat Pittsburgh. End of story. Not trying to be funny here, Jason. Maybe less for Freddie to, Freddie to prep for will be better. Can't overthink himself, outthink right. himself. Right. Like, let's let's get our base stuff. Let's get everybody healthy. Let's get our base stuff in. We'll have one, you know, mostly full practice. We'll walk through the other stuff. Let's roll the ball out there and play on Thursday night. The Browns are more talented than the Steelers. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. I have no faith they're going to win that game. But. That's fair. But we'll see what happens. Because sometimes the talent wins out, and we saw that today. All right. Let's talk about the defense before we get out of here. Um, you know, Miles – a couple plays, uh, he was real close to, to turning those into huge plays. They both were ruled incomplete. I think one was maybe a little vague. One, he just was a, a millisecond late in getting there. Uh, they played without Olivier Vernon, who's an important player. Sheldon Richardson reaches out and makes a great play at the goal line. The Browns just don't get the bounce. You know, I thought Schobert had an active day. Uh, he plays every snap, and they need him. My gosh, do they need him. You notice Demarius Randall a couple times. It's obvious. 
uh, it's better to have him back. I thought the Bills deliberately attacked the middle of the field in the passing game and, and had success with that quite obviously, specifically the one Dunt Beasley that sets up uh, the wild sequence down there at the goal line. But the run defense was better. Um, they tackled better. They didn't let they, – they were guys open underneath, but they didn't let them run 60 yards after the catch. And all of this is progress and all of this is important because the Steelers are going to come in here with Mason Rudolph, who, who has a big arm and will test you deep. But they're not going to let him throw a lot of 15 to 18-yard passes. They're going to throw a lot of quick short ones, and they're going to challenge the Browns to tackle after the catch and to you know to be disciplined and when they decide to jump jump these routes and, and things like that. So, uh, again, I, I don't give the defense an A today, but they played well enough to win. They put themselves in that position. They make the stop here, keep the Bills at, what, the 35-yard line, and that last kick has no chance. And that, That's credit to the defense. And I would point to these stats. Uh, Buffalo is a pretty good running team. They ran for 84 yards today total. Uh, that, meant, that meant that uh, they had to throw 41 times. I don't think that's an offense equipped to do that. Uh, that forces you into mistakes. And the Browns limited Buffalo on third and fourth downs to five for 15 combined. Five for 13 on third, 0 for 2 on fourth. So that's, that's a winning formula right there. I still want to see more out of Miles Garrett. Absolutely, Jason. I just I I don't know if he made one big impact play today. I can't think of one. Can you? Am well, he he had two re- where he closed from behind, but he was a millisecond from being a huge turnover yeah. type play. Yes, it just feels the last few weeks. I I don't know where he's been. The numbers may still be there, but it just doesn't feel like he's making game changing plays. With with all respect to all involved here, I think if you list the Browns' problems, Miles Garrett might be yes ninety seven. Yes, out of, out totally of agree. Yeah. Totally agree. But as we're talking, there are about most the, certainly ninety nine problems. <laughs> <laughs> as we discuss the defense, though, and I just think back in my head, I, I'm just I'm just not seeing the game changing plays from him. No, that that's fair. Um, special teams. It was a game finally where there wasn't a flag on every single special teams play. Both punters were exceptional, and Seibert misses the PAT because of the uh, inexcusable penalty from Jarvis, but he makes the kicks. Browns make their kicks. Bills miss their kicks. Yep. Browns win. All's right in the world. There Sometimes it's <laughs> as simple as that. Summed it up right there. Okay, so they walk the red carpet. Uh, they're back. They're whatever. We know what three and six is, but we know how big this week is, and we will see where it goes. So you're probably listening to this on Monday morning. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the feedback. This is the open to the public, free to the public episode. We understand the excitement. So if you're not an athletic subscriber, we hope you'll get on board. If you have the athletic app, uh, by the time you listen to this, there'll be all sorts of coverage. Uh, And then through the week. So I don't think, Jason, we have an exact plan on what and when because Thursday weeks are are unique for us too. But uh, finally, for the first time in a long time, we got a Brown Steelers game. It's going to bring some excitement and and hopefully – you know, we'll bring out the best in us as we as we dig through this stuff. Kind of matters. Kind of. Yeah, it does. Kind of. Three and six. It, ma- it matters a lot more than if that kick would have gone. They'd have lost in overtime. <laughs> it matters a lot one. more than two and seven. That's yes. right. Absolutely. So it, they don't ask how, just how many. The Browns got 19. The Bills got 16. Um, there were some crazy bounces, some crazy plays. The Browns had 50 penalty yards in the first 302. <laughs> 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 wow. You had to bring that up. Wow. Uh, Freddie under fire. We'll see what Thursday and Friday bring, folks. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your Sunday night. Um, and really, and no matter which side of the fence you're on, enjoy the fact that Brown Steelers is going to mean something.
uh, it should be good. I'm glad it's here in Cleveland. I think the atmosphere will be electric. We'll see what the weather does uh, this time of the year. You never know. We'll see what the Steelers end up doing today against the Rams. Uh, hopefully both teams are, are healthy and ready and, you know, on that tough turnaround. And uh, kind of an elimination game maybe for both sides. All right, uh, for Pat, for Jason, I'm Zach again. Thanks for listening. Uh, get on board with us if you haven't already. This is Civilized Barking. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. We'll have another podcast uh, probably around Wednesday uh, with the Thursday night game. Uh, on the app and on the website for subscribers. And we will have every inch of both Browns Bills and Brown Steelers covered on The Athletic. Talk to you soon.